SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. 27 minutes to 9. Let's see if we can talk to Karen Morn again. Uh, we struggled <laughs> to get hold of her earlier on. Oscar Pastorius is going to be out on parole today, but I want to go back to Valentine's Day of 2013. Karen Morn was a reporter at a TV news channel. Karen, what were you doing on the night of Valentine's Day 2013? Well, I mean, I remember getting that call in the early hours, like, because it had just happened in in the morning, and it's sort of the, the actual shooting had happened in the early hours of the morning, and it was a few hours later where the police were on the scene, and one of my sources called me and said, you better get down to Pretoria, this is what has happened, and that night, I mean, it was it was really one of those news stories that even today almost defies the imagination mm. and as the as the supreme court of appeal um described it as a shakespearean tragedy you know one of the most profound falls from from grace in in South African and even world history, I would argue. I was on the sports desk at the time, and it was like, Oscar Pistorius, there's no chance. Oscar Pistorius is a hero, and he was a worldwide hero. And it was hard to imagine, where does this fall? Is it a sports story? But news took it over very quickly. No, I mean, it was, it, it, it has assumed a life beyond itself. And even all these years later, I mean, it's, it's now 10 years, it's a decade um, since the shooting occurred. And, you know, obviously we had this extraordinary situation where there was initial finding of culpable homicide by mm. Judge Tokazila Masipa. The state appealed that. And then the state also appealed the six-year sentence she subsequently imposed when the Supreme Court of Appeal found that this was a murder under the principle of Adolos Eventualis, that even if Pistorius had believed that River Sternkamp was an intruder, he was still must have foreseen that whoever was behind the, the door would die. And then, you know, obviously there's an appeal on the sentence and all of that. I mean, I have in my legal history or in this job never seen so many appeals and so much legal litigation around one particular trial. Mm. And of course, now, you know, that had that kind of um maneuvering had its implications on the parole process. There was even litigation about the parole. And now. Obviously, we we have the day that we've come to, and and Oscar Pistorius um, now under parole with with his family for the next seven oh oh sorry about uh, five years um, before he he is released from the sentence. During the trial, we all became legal experts. We all knew exactly what was mm-hmm. going on. Twenty four hour news channels running uh, running the trial live, and then there was analysis afterwards. Uh, looking back at that, how important do you think was that coverage? The fact that we were allowed into the courtroom and to see exactly what was going on. As far as I can remember, it was one of the first times we could see that. It was the first time. Um, you know, we'd never seen, there was an application that was bought by a, a channel that was developed, I think it was by Carte Blanche. And you and mm. I were both at ENC at that time, <laughs> so we remember that whole thing. Um, and, you know, it, it was this, this 24-hour news channel, a number of our colleagues, um, you know, in the industry were on it. And it was interesting because there was a very, it, it remains a very controversial decision. Um, I think so much so that the the judicial authorities in the United Kingdom said that the Oscar Pistorius um, case was an example for why there shouldn't be televisions, uh, television cameras in court. Um, and you know there was there was a great deal of controversy over that. And I think, but it it became it wasn't just a South African uh, national obsession; it was a global obsession. Mm. And that commentary that was happening in the South African media environment was was arguably happening. I would I would say all over the world. 
the time that Oscar's been in jail, it, it's been very quiet. There were, there were issues right at the beginning where he was claiming mm-hmm. that he wasn't being treated fairly because of his disabilities. Uh, will he will he just fade into the distance now? Is this parole now raised issues and we're going to remember those dark days and, and also keep a close eye on what he's doing? I mean, I think the the fact of the matter is, is like what I said to you before, is that, you know, he was someone, I think he was one of the Time magazine, you know, he was at Time magazine 100 people. Um, he was regarded as a hero. And, you know, I, I remembered um, one of our colleagues, Deborah Patter, doing an interview where she said that, you know, in many respects, he kind of embodied that South African spirit that, you know, of having come from really a very dark place. Um and a great deal of adversity, having triumphed over that um, and being seen as this heroic figure who's posing with Nelson Mandela. Um, and then, you know, obviously this immensely spectacular fall from grace where he took the life of, of a woman that he professed to love. Um, and, you know, whatever happens, you know, as Reva Steenkamp's mother says, if she serves a life sentence, he serves a life sentence. Mm. Um, will he be able to go out in public without facing the possibility of people being abusive or, 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 you know, calling him names. Um, just like Reva's mother can't go through any kind of seismic event in her life without remembering that her beautiful 29-year-old daughter died. You know, she would have been 40 this year. And I remember at the time when, when Oscar Pistorius was first found guilty of culpable homicide, his uncle actually said something that stuck with me. He said, there are no winners here. You know, there's no... There's no sense in any of this that anyone has come out of this thing in a positive way. And I think that it, it, it took something from us as South Africans as well, because Oscar Pistorius was considered a hero and he was considered symbolic of someone who, who triumphed over adversity. Mm. What he does now, how he deals with, with the aftermath of this, I think we'll have to just you know watch from a distance and, and see. You've been able to speak to victims' families. You've you've been close to all the individuals involved in this in this saga. What what are the victims' families saying at the moment? I know that uh, Oscar Pistorius and the late Barry Steenkamp took part in a victor offender dialogue a little while ago. But uh, what is the current feeling about this parole? Well, I think June Steenkamp just released a statement now where she said, you know, she felt in that parole process that she was heard. She said that the parole conditions, which haven't been published by the Department of Correctional Services, they aren't. She says that they include um, certain programs that Oscar Pistorius have to, has to do in terms of anger management and gender-based violence. And she has said through her lawyer that she regards this as as a victory, that she, you know, she always knew that parole was part of the process and that that is a part of South African law. And she certainly hasn't come out guns blazing and said, you know, he must, he must rot in jail, etc. What she has said is that no amount of time that he served will ever bring her daughter back. And that's, I mean, as someone who's worked in the criminal justice system, that is the thing, right? Is that, you know, people will go through these trials and they will, they'll often say to you afterwards that they thought they would feel better and they don't. Because in the end of the day, that person that they loved isn't coming back. And I think that that's something that they, as, as June said, that's their, that's their life sentence. Karen Morn, thank you very much for those memories. Senior legal journalist at News 24 now. Karen Morn was very involved in that story back in Valentine's Day of 2013.